So this is a question I've been getting a lot lately. And it's, you know, Mike, after you wrote The MindFit Method, why did you go and take another step and why did you write The Dopamine Intervention? So if you're not aware, The Dopamine Intervention is my brand new book. It comes out this week. I'm very, very excited. Uh, But it's a great question because the two books have similarities, but there's also major differences between the two books. And I kind of want to run through that today to give you an idea and almost a little preview as to why I wrote The Dopamine Intervention, uh, some of the things that are in it and why it's really important for specific groups of people. So we're going to dive into that today. So let's go. You're listening to the MindFit Method Podcast with your host, Mike Fancher. All right, so I kind of start today with the MindFit Method. If you read the book, The MindFit Method, you already know this part. If you haven't read it, uh, it'll just give you an idea of what caused me to write that book. So the MindFit Method really detailed the process that I created over several years that helps utilize high-intensity exercise uh, to enhance learning for children. Uh, The whole premise of the method is that when you exercise, your brain releases neurofactors, neuromodulators, uh, neurotransmitters that have a profound impact on your brain uh, to the point where it also releases something, which is a neurofactor called BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor. Um, The effects of this chemical when it is released in the brain is absolutely astounding. It's literally like fertilizer for your brain. Even in clinical studies, if you have brain synapses in a Petri dish and you sprinkle BDNF on it, the brain synapses instantly light up. They begin to grow. Uh, It's unbelievable what that does. Um, And in addition, exercise releases a lot of other um, neurotransmitters, neurofactors in the brain. It releases dopamine. It releases uh, gabapentin. It releases so many different things. Uh, Norepinephrine. Uh, Things that really play a role not only in your ability to learn, but your ability to retain information, your mood, and how it kind of primes your brain for learning. And that came from uh, a company that I founded in 2017, which was a combination of using exercise to enhance learning for children in the world of STEM, which was science, technology, engineering, and math. Um, it was an unbelievable process. It works incredibly well. Um, and honestly, it works incredibly well at any age whatsoever, whether you are, you know, 70 years old trying to learn something new. Um, when you use your body to, uh, you know, start moving and start exercising, your ability to learn becomes so much easier. Uh, There have been countless studies that have backed this time and time again. Um, It is an absolute proven method, and it's truly nothing short of amazing. So that was why uh, the MindFit method was written. Essentially, uh, in 2019, um, I'm sorry, in 2020, when COVID happened, I wound up having to shut down the physical location or the physical building of MindFit um, due to COVID. And we were in a situation where I saw time and time again the effect that the MindFit method had on kids, on their ability to learn. And it didn't matter if you went to a private school, if you were in a public school, if you were homeschooled, the effect worked absolutely incredible for everyone. Not only that, it worked extremely well for kids that had ADD, ADHD, children that were on the autism spectrum. Um, It didn't matter. You could be in general education, you could be in special education, the process and the method itself works unbelievably well. And after I wrote the MindFit Method, it was very well received. I'm very gracious for everyone that has said amazing things about the book, uh, for people that have commented on it over the last two years, really actually the last year. Um, 
And there was something that kept coming back to me. And it was, you know, Mike, does this method work for adults too? So I was going initially to write a book uh, that really kind of defined using the MindFit method to enhance ourselves as adults. But as I was getting ready to write that book, I was watching all the things that were happening around us. I was watching how, you know, kids today, it's almost impossible for them to focus for more than five minutes at a time in a classroom. I'm seeing adults that are really struggling with anxiety and with depression. I'm seeing adults that are also having a really difficult time learning, a really difficult time just in society as well. I'm seeing a society that is to a point where it is so divided, it's full of so much hate uh, in this world that we live in today. And I started asking a lot of questions. Um, So it wasn't just about, hey, you can use exercise to enhance your ability to learn and, you know, live life a little bit better as an adult. I really started to research what is causing all of these problems. Now, what's interesting is that when I wrote the MindFit Method, I talk quite a bit about dopamine because dopamine is used to regulate your mood. And when exercise um, is completed, and, you know, especially at a high intensity level, it's incredible how, you know, dopamine primes your brain for learning at that point. And I had done so much research for the MindFit Method on BDNF, but dopamine kept coming up. Now, as I started to research dopamine specifically for the purpose of mood uh, regulation and things like that in adults, I found an entire new world that I really didn't realize. I knew it to a point or to a small degree, but had no idea the effect that technology-induced dopamine was affecting our mental health, our mindset, our mental clarity, our focus, our ability to learn, our ability to be productive, all of those things as adults. And yes, this book, just like the first book was written about kids, um, this but works for adults, this book is written about adults, but everything that is in it also applies to kids. And what I realized is that dopamine has, uh, or technology, I guess you could say, has put us Um, all over the world in a state of kind of like dopamine-induced bliss. And what's what's happened is that um, we are constantly getting very high levels of dopamine on a regular basis that gets released when we use technology, when we use social media, when we use streaming, um, when we use video games. All of those things produce significant spikes in our dopamine uh, releases over what our benchmark levels are, really significant spikes. And when you look at that, you're saying, okay, well, why is that bad? If it's making us happy, then it should be fine. But just as in anything else in life, a little bit of something is good, too much of something causes problems. And we're at a point now where we've got a lot of serious issues that are causing a lot of serious effects on us as both adults and kids. And it all has to do with technology use and how that technology manipulates our dopamine. So in the book itself, I start out talking quite a bit about what I call the attention economy. Um, In today's world, you know, the most valuable resource in the world is no longer land or gold or even oil. The most valuable resource in the world today is attention. That's why some of the most valuable companies in the world like Google, Apple, Facebook, they all, their primary product is something that produces um, a time 
or a time using uh, technology that is going to really keep your attention for as much of a period of time as possible. That is the world we live in today. When they have your attention, they can sell you something. They can sell you time of advertisers. Imagine, you know, watching the Super Bowl all day, every day. So you're getting the as many Super Bowl commercials as you possibly can every single day. That's what happens when we use technology the way that we use it. And it's not just one app that we're getting these dopamine spikes from. Um, if you think about someone who has a drug addiction, if they're taking multiple different drugs, so if they're using cocaine and they're using heroin, if they're using you know multiple different things, that's called polysubstance abuse. What we're at a point today is we actually have polytechnology abuse. Because when we use our smartphone, we're just thinking of our time on our specific phones. We're not thinking about our time on specific apps. So we get our dopamine hits from Facebook, if we use Facebook, and then from Instagram, and then from TikTok, and then from Twitter, and then from Snapchat. We're getting them time and time again. And what's happened is, as we use, as we are so used to having this, you know, spike in dopamine all the time, the ability for the dopamine to make us feel good and to benefit our mood is actually decreasing. And we need more and more and more of it in order to be able to feel the effect of it. It's just like how if someone starts drinking and they've never drank alcohol before, initially it doesn't take a lot to get that person intoxicated. Um, as time goes on, if they're doing it on a daily basis, they build up a tolerance to it. So that tolerance requires them to drink more and more and more in order to get the same feeling. Now, the interesting part is even in that case, a lot of that feeling that someone gets when they're drinking um, alcohol to become intoxicated is also from dopamine. Um, alcohol produces dopamine. Drugs produce dopamine. Sex produces dopamine. Chocolate food produces dopamine. There's so many things that produce dopamine. And all those things generally you can't do all day long, right? People generally can't drink all day long. They can't use drugs all day long. If they do, it physically incapacitates them. Um, however, with social media uh, and with technology and our smartphones, we are using some type of technology that is spiking our dopamine you know, during all of our waking hours, which is very scary. So it's not only reducing the positive effect that it has, it's requiring us to have so much more just to feel good about it. It's also doing something um, in which it's decreasing our resilience. So since we're always in that dopamine-induced state of, of mind, we no longer can handle being in uncomfortable situations, being in painful situations, which means our resilience has fallen through the floor and it just doesn't exist anymore. Uh, so as I was researching all this, and again, it really started of writing a book that tailored the MindFit method specifically to adults. And what it turned into was something so much more. What it turned into was the situation that we are in today. And I think this is a very valuable book. And honestly, I'm biased. Obviously, I'm biased because it is my book. But I think I've written a book that is very important for a lot of different cohorts of people. So if you're a parent, if you're a grandparent, and you just notice that your child, your grandchild, they're having a really difficult time, um, depression, anxiety, stress, all of those things are hitting kids now at such a younger age. If you're seeing that, we need to be aware. It's almost like a wake-up call that no one wants to talk about. We need to be aware where so much of this is coming from. 
If you're an employer or you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, and you're noticing that the productivity of your employees is just falling, it's falling so much and you get so frustrated, we need to understand that the effect that technology and social media and those things have on employees during the workday because it, it plays a huge role. Um, if you are an adult and you're trying to learn, maybe you're going back to school, whatever you're doing, and you're really having a hard time focusing and staying productive, again, it all ties in to dopamine and its effect on us. So, But I didn't just want to stop there. I didn't stop at here's how the economy is, the attention economy is really affecting our dopamine. Then I dive into the science itself of dopamine and how it exactly works and how it's released in our body. Um, then I really wanted to be able to go into how do we go about um, having tools that are, we are equipped with to be able to fix this problem, to be able to go back and be able to say, no, I need to reset my mindset. And that is actually part of the tagline of the book. The tagline is break the technology trance, supercharge your productivity, and reset your mindset. Because our mindsets have been affected, unfortunately, in a very negative way by dopamine. To the point, and this this part blew me away when I read this, uh, as I was researching, what I realized is that it is affecting us to the point where the dopamine has actually caused a biological structural difference in our brain. It's changing the structural differences of our brain, like physically, the receptors in the brain for dopamine, they're moving in the brain, they're moving more towards certain areas specifically because of this overabundance and overconsumption of dopamine. Now, here is no shocker, and I'll give you a spoiler alert on this. Um, One of the key ways that you can reverse the negative effects of technology-induced dopamine bliss is, yes, you guessed it, exercise for many different reasons. Um, So I go into the types of exercise you can do, the brain boosting type of workouts that you can do to overcome this, what has really become a technology addiction. Um, I go into so many other natural remedies of things that we can easily add to our day that create what I call good dopamine instead of the the dopamine that is induced by technology, which in my mind at this point has become a bad dopamine. And I think you'll agree with me after reading this book that there's a lot of things that we need to start doing to change our lives and change our days because the amount of technology that we're using is not going to go away, right? And that is not something I am advocating for in the book. I am not encouraging just a complete and total detox and turn off of all technology. I don't expect that from anyone. I don't think that's going to happen. But what I do think is there are so many other things, simple things that we can either subtract from our day or add from our day that is going to have an incredible effect on us, not only as adults or as parents or as teachers or as employees or employers, but also as just human beings in general, as we interact with each other. That's so much of the reason, I, I firmly believe that dopamine is the number one reason that our world is so divided today, that there is so much hate. If we can get our dopamine consumption and our need for this dopamine-induced bliss to go away, to back it off a little bit, I think we're going to find the world will be a much better place. 
Everybody, I just want to say thank you. You have all been so supportive to me over the last year as I've put out the podcast, as I've released and published the books. I truly appreciate everyone's help. Uh, we just are just about to hit 30,000 listeners uh, now for the Mindful Method podcast. I'm so excited. I truly hope you will check out the new book, The Dopamine Intervention, that is hitting uh, Amazon this Friday. Check it out. Until next time, thanks everybody.